Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this time, we're not taking long hiatuses between episodes because we're actually going to be productive and try to stay on track, even if scheduling is difficult. Let's go. But welcome back to another episode of Every Week is Chaos. It's me, David. As always, I'm joined by one of my best friends in the world, one of the most insane and unhinged people on the interwebs. We got Lorenzo. Lorenzo, how are you doing today? I think compared to a lot of the internet, I'm actually kind of sane and normal. I just make it appear like I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I suppose that's that's a fair enough assessment. Like we, our entire show is is talking about some of the craziest shit that we've seen. I'm relatively well adjusted. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. Like that that rant you went on on Josh Smith's show. I was like, oh, what's oh, going on there, bud? I mean, I. Well, I'm happier now. <laughs> I wonder why. I could not. I can't put my finger on it. Huh. <laughs> Who knows? It's just a complete mystery. All right. Um, so we've got a bunch of topics to get into. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to get some of the quick ones out of the way? One of the, the quick ones? Um, I mean, depends what you mean by quick ones, because we can just delve into them. I mean, we can so, do, we can riff. Oh, we should save, we should get the pertinent stuff out yeah. of the way. What's like some of the, what's the biggest news story you got there? What's the biggest So, thing? I think the big one is that uh, McCarthy has, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, well, former Speaker of the House, is now the first Speaker in United, the United States history who's been voted out of office. The first one in history. And mind you, he is also the shortest serving representative since like 1876. Now, here's a question. Um, are we going to consider Matt Gates our Caesar now? Because like people thought that Trump was our Caesar, people thought DeSantis was our Caesar. I'm not a big fan of Meatball Ron. I'm not a big fan. Um, but uh, I think Gates might be that Caesar. Um, and did you also see Michael Malice's edit where he had Jack Murphy's beard on Kevin McCarthy? Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> But I don't know. I, I, I'll be completely honest. I'm like when people make the crossing the Rubicon references, I don't understand what that means. All right. We're going to. All right. I haven't studied like what caused the formation of the Roman Empire at so, all. Uh, you're going to get you're going to get phonic video on it because I love you, that guy's stuff. You're getting um, an impromptu lesson right now. Okay. Well, let's all see. Right. And then I can make my assessment about Matt Gates. Yeah. So Caesar crossed. OK. Essentially what happened was. Caesar was coming back um, from his wars in Gaul, and there was, I'm trying to, there's, there's things I'm trying to remember and things I'm trying to forget as well, or whatever. I'm trying, or I'm trying to remember. Essentially what happened is that- Show me on this doll where, where Caesar touched you, Lorenzo. I know, I love <laughs> Caesar. Um, let me, let me just quickly get my- uh, let me let me get my my sources up real quick before I. Ladies and gentlemen, he has sources. You can't see it, but right now he is like he just pulled out a massive one of those filing cabinets and he's flipping through a bunch of little folders until he finds the right one, which is all of his no knowledge on the Roman Empire. It's like a USB drive, and he just so, puts it into his ear, and then it then it starts to work again. So true. So essentially, what happened was. Um, Like Rome versus its provinces was, was bordered by the Rubicon River. I'm just going to give you the very short of it. 
And Caesar, if he entered Rome proper or the Roman province proper, he would be an outlaw. But he decided to cross anyway. He crossed the Rubicon anyway with his army, forcing all the other senators to flee. So that's when he kind of was like, the die is cast. I'm going to cross the Rubicon. Whatever happens, happens. I'm now an outlaw, but I have an army and I will make Rome in my image. This is why Julius Caesar is um, literally me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I guess like, why was he an outlaw? Is it, was he... Was he? Was this like the like the thing I hear about the Roman Republic, where they like elect somebody to basically be a dictator until the no. disaster's over? No. Or it, what, what? What? Why was he an outlaw? He okay. This is why I didn't want to get too much into it because I'm going to send you an entire series about Julius Caesar that you should watch. Um, or and I or, probably will to be honest. Or or I, listen to. You can just listen to it and it's good. But. Caesar's story is very, very in-depth and intense, and I don't don't know the best way to really describe it. But also, one word of warning with that video series, the guy is kind of woke and uses the terms CE and BCE. I will never survive. <laughs> I will. It's I will so over. It's Billions. So, it's, it's it's billions Jordan. billions of calendars must be fixed <laughs> the calendar the t the day has fallen the era has fallen um yeah so yeah no i think that i saw this and i was just like i didn't like mccarthy to begin with um and i do think it's kind of a this is going to be one of the biggest things that that starts driving a wedge with the Trump base and the non-Trump base because Trump was a big McCarthy fan. And because of that, Marjorie Taylor Greene, considering that she has a complete fetish for Donald Trump. Sorry, yawning. Um, wanted McCarthy. And you already see this infighting right now where I'm actually very glad that Gates has done this. I want to see more purging of the Republican Party of its establishment. Um, and this, like, there needs to be a line in the sand that shows people that you are not welcome anymore. And it's a shame that even people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who on a lot of issues aren't terrible, um, you know, she's someone that tries to force a voice or a written vote for everything. I actually respect that a lot about her. I think she's dumb. I think she's kind of stupid, but she's got like a great back and does pull-ups and is fit, which actually makes... I, I legitimately will vote for people if they're strong and fit as opposed to the weak, pathetic, mindless people we have. But I only have one um, choice for a Senate speaker. <laughs> It's a, it's our main man. It's, it's our, our main guy. man. It's, it's our guy. Fetterman, Fettermania, <laughs> bro. Fettermania. Uh, I, I, can I be recognized by the speaker? I don't uh, know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize you. Uh, uh, hello, good the night. from Cala. <laughs> I do not support fracking, and I do, and I stand, and I stand. <laughs> He just like stares off in the distance. He's like, bang, gavel, bang, gavel. <laughs> That's my speaker. 
and that'll always be my speaker. He, he's count. He's counting votes, and he just goes one, two, three, 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 seven, four. He's like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Sorry, one, two. He just lets everyone add their amendments to bills. <laughs> I can't count it. Okay, I just. So as you can see, Fetterman is our guy. Has always been our guy. Um, same thing. They 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 don't trust Biden. Biden was the president that got Roe overturned and affirmative action revoked. He is clearly our guy, and people don't understand this about Joe Biden. Yeah, I don't know, man. But um, I I, well, I think it's a I, good listen, thing listen. that McCarthy got forced out. Like it. it I think McCarthy is is basically a Democrat in all but name that he functionally will <laughs> will roll over for them. And so I would rather like the the most the likely course of events I see is I see um that the Democrats get to choose the next speaker. It'll be like the Hakeem Jeffries guy or whatever who just kind of showed up out of nowhere. Um No, I how about that guy that pulled get, the fire alarm? I think oh, <laughs> oh jeez! But I think it's, I think it's most likely going to be the Jeffries guy, who's going to be our next speaker. But I'd rather have like a blatant Democrat there than a Republican po posing as a, well a Democrat posing as a Republican. Why do you because think it'll be a Democrat? If, the the Democrats don't have the majority. I think you're going to get more. I think you're going to get a, a, a pissed off um, establishment front who's going to kind of be like, well, the Freedom Caucus guy screwed us over. Yeah, but and they're so not. But they're not going to. The, then they'll then they'll immediately lose their their positions. They'll they'll immediately or not immediately, but like within the next election. Like that's p political suicide. Going like because here's the thing, the 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 Republican base is significantly more right wing than the Republican establishment at this point, for the most part. Um, at least the very like the ones that you see, you know, being more active. Whereas, like Matt Gates getting rid of McCarthy does not to me strike me as an unpopular move with his voter base. Now someone like, uh, I'm trying to think what's a good, like very establishment example of an establishment Republican congressman. Um, I mean, McCarthy co comes to mind. Um, Steve Scalise, maybe. Okay, here's a here's one. Scalise. Imagine if so, or not Scalise, McCarthy. So now McCarthy already is on shaky ground with his voter base, you know, and he's going to he's going to cement his legacy as being the person that elects in Hakeem Jeffries or something like that. Like that's just political suicide, and. I just don't. I just don't see that happening. Honestly, the most, if Gates really wanted to play this right, what he would do is he would get like a real, a real group of people, MAGA wait patriots, out, wait out this forty-five day like continued resolution thing that's funding the government, and then just keep holding out the speakership so they cannot, they cannot vote on anything at all, and just like hold that out as long as possible. Like that might be legitimately the only, like the most useful thing that'll come out of this. I know Jim Jordan, they've thrown Jim Jordan's name in the ring. I think Gates should nominate Trump. I think he should nominate Trump. Why? Not because Trump is gonna be effective in any way, shape or form, 
but because it, it it kind of it forces the hand of the of like the establishment type. And it means that the plan to... was trusted all along. <laughs> no, but you get what I mean, right? Like that, uh -huh. that's a that's a that's a pretty bright light that's going to be shown on people. Either these Republicans all vote in lockstep and vote for their guy, or they. Or the ones who don't want Trump in there, they show themselves. They they show their hand. Yeah, but we already know there's a, a significant amount of anti-Trump Republicans in the House. That wouldn't that wouldn't succeed. Yeah, uh, but if anything, it will. It, it's not going to succeed. But the thing is that it it gives it gives in vote like you now you have a recorded vote of these guys voting against Trump here. So you're like, saying like this is. This is, this is making, how you get a list of the Republicans that you can primary. Yeah, this is, well, I wasn't going to say primary. This is how you get a list of the Republicans that need to disappear. We're in, we're in post-persuasion America, brother. We're not in the America of 10 years ago. We're in like, you know, give it a few years and we've, we're already having the show trials. We're already having them. Give it a few years and I, I bet you will see some people at least in politics, disappearing. I think our personal lives won't change a huge amount. But, brother, we're in, you know, you just got to listen to more Steve Bannon War Room. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to listen to War Room. Bannon is kind of, he's kind of nuts. Like, he's right 50% of the time, and then the other 50% of the time, it's like, Bannon, what are you talking about? Are you okay? Anytime he talks about China, it's bad. Anytime, I mean, that's partially because he's, like, financed by an anti-Chinese exile oh you mean like the the guys who fund the epic times that's fallen gong that's a yeah, cult that's a fallen gong. no so it's the you know they also uh uh sponsor or you know they also fund china you know, uncensored uh no shen yun do you know what shen yun is have you ever seen those ads know. they're the I've ads of like that. traditional chinese dance and they go around all sorts of cities look it up hold on you you know what shen yun Hopefully, you I, know. I don't know what Shen Yun is. It's so Jover. It's so shut up, Wikipedia. <laughs> Sorry, Wikipedia. I don't. I get ads for like, for like, I get Coca Cola ads and like clothing ads for. Some no, 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 no. You wouldn't see Shen Yun ads on on TV. You would see them like on a storefront somewhere. Um, but essentially, Shen Yun is like a Falun Gong operated thing. Um, okay. Well, if, yeah, I don't know. if any, yeah, if any of you guys, a quick thing on that, if any of you guys want to know more about Falun Gong stuff, um, hit up Patrick McFarlane. He is your best source on Falun Gong related. I mean, like also other China related things, but especially with that, he will hook you up with good info. So shout out Pat McFarlane. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the China thing just. I can't get myself worked up about like Republicans not being anti-China. To be honest, like I just can't. I can't find myself like caring that much. Like the foreign policy thing has kind of lapsed from being my number one issue. I'm so, more concerned with like here's the economic implications of that. Like I'm I'm more worried about the economic implications of escalating tensions with China. Um, and I don't like China, but what we need to be doing, what Republicans should be doing is trying to focus their efforts into supporting, sorry, oh my God, 
Ugh. I yawned again. Sorry. Um, but Republicans should be focusing if they if they actively want to produce a high like a hardcore anti-China stance. It shouldn't be defend Taiwan more. It should be take more of our industry and build it up at home because China is going to fall within the next 10, 15 years. They, they say that they, they, Peter Zion's been saying that for 10 years. What, I that China's going to fall? Yeah, that China's like demographics are about to collapse. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think China's in, I don't think China's industry is just going to collapse out of nowhere. They'll, they'll export jobs to say like Vietnam or Korea before like it just completely collapses. Well, here's I think their pension system and their housing market. I think they can go through a serious recession. I, I know. I think people are more ma- malleable than we give them credit for. And the whole demographic collapse thing is just going to be a little bit overblown in, in respect. I, I no. I, really, I, 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 I did a lot of happening. so I did a lot of research on this. I think last year or the year before. No, it was last year. And. What's basic? It's it's not as much just China's demographic issues. The also the fact that India is going to overtake them. Like once you hit that critical point, because China's population is going down. That's just a fact, right? And India's population is going up. So once it's the point where China's or India's population surpasses, like this is why. If you were going to now, granted, you know, libertarian wise, the correct answer to foreign policy is who cares. I don't love that answer if i'm going to be completely honest i think that no matter what my libertarian principles have we still are a major nation um and while i think we should pull out of most things i think one of the most important agreements (laughs) david (laughs) i'm sorry i just had to smirk at that (laughs) stupid comment (laughs) (laughs) not pulling out of your mom though Excuse me, have some respect for my mother. I I bet your mother makes a great hot dish. I'm, um, actually, she does. She makes great hot dish. But we I've call never, it casserole. I've never had hot dish. Um, we can fix that. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to try to get Connor to come to Minnesota at some point. You should just come with him, and then you can go, and we can drive around. And you, you can know, mass with me and Connor. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna dish. be real. Uh, it was great seeing you up in Minnesota, but I don't know if I. It's like a top place for me to return back to. I don't know if You'll I'm do really. Do it for me though. You'll do it for me. <laughs> Give me money. No. Um, okay, guys. Well, we're gonna start a GoFundMe to get <laughs> back to Minnesota. And as soon as that, as soon as we fill up this giant jar with pennies, <laughs> then. Then we will go and get him there, and we will so go and drive him So true. But, um... <sighs> we'll call it the, the hot dish fund. Oh, hell yeah. But, no, no, like, essentially, I think that if there is a foreign policy stance that the U.S. should take at this point, it's improving relations with India, because they're, they're the next global power in terms of population. Yeah, but then how long until they start, the Republicans just start screaming, oh, India's taking all of our labor, like they were complaining about the, the Vietnamese back in but the... But the, the, the Republicans will always screech about that. They'll always, they'll, always, they'll always screech about that. Hamilton is a tumor that is latched to the Here, side. So, so of, here's, of, here's the thing. La- it's latched to the sides of the Republicans. And it's because for some reason they can't seem to understand simple economic arguments. That the point of economics is no, it's not just stupid materialism. It's humans act rationally. Humans act to achieve ends. And the entire convergence of the price system 
and how goods are made are made in the way to most efficiently give, solve as many human needs as can possibly be done with a finite resources and with the individual preferences of all people. Well, also, so people's... what happens here is when you go and just do protectionism, you prop up industries that would not otherwise be sustainable. You basically put them... You basically put a bunch of put a, put a bunch of cups on this big like you know when you have like the table thing where you pull them off, pull the sheet off. Like you're basically doing that, and you're basically saying, "Oh, I'm gonna pull this sheet off in the most messy way possible at some point." So that's not strong strong foundations for for manufacturing at all. Like you're basically saying, "Oh, our manufacturing is less profitable," and well, so 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 here's the problem though. And this is and this is where I think because I, I saw you guys getting into it with the protectionists um, this this uh, this past week and here's the thing I understand where a lot of them come from because you work your ass off to build a business here and it gets completely shot out of the water by cheap essentially slave labor in China the problem is that we have free trade with an incentive to regulate as much as we can at home what we need is to deregulate at home and let the markets compete because sure um, american made products have a reputation of being much better than chinese made products the problem is that the regulation makes it so expensive that they're generally a luxury item and like for example right um uh so if you're talking about this is going to be a dumb you're going to laugh at me for this but we're going to talk about guitars for a sec so in terms of guitars, you've got mod like Fender. I'm gonna look up the Fender, um, the the Fender. Yeah, here we go. Fender.com. If you look at the guitars, you've got your Made in China models, you've got your Made in Mexico models, and you've got your um, Made in America models. So if you're just gonna look, your Made in Mexico models are about. 600 to a thousand depending on what you're getting right your american made which is where you really get you know the the really um high quality stuff that can be 1500 up right so american made has this has this connotation of being luxury high quality handcrafted that's also because you can't really do anything else in america you can't produce cheap goods when you're regulated into the ground when you've got minimum wage things does does that mean i think we should you know allow slave labor like china well i mean i think that's kind of bad that we you know but we have a mixture of free trade incentives with also de-incentivizing people to come back home i mean my argument is mostly that i don't think free trade is totally to blame for the loss of manufacturing jobs. Obviously there's- No, regulation about, is. There's regulation, there's regulation there obviously. There's financialization because, you know, uh, and some of these Hamiltonian types got into it. We're like, oh, what do you mean by financialization? And I don't necessarily mean like having a stock market. I mean like having like, well, I mean, part of it is definitely the stock market, but that's enabled by the central bank inflating away currency because what happens is when you can't save normally, it forces people into the stock market to try to beat inflation. Otherwise, they, they watch their save, the value of their savings decrease over time. And so what happens is you have all these wild Wall Street firms that start, start speculating on everything and back trying to juggle this massive load. And that's, that's a product of the central bank. 
and then there's inflationism and just a general lack of save of genuine saving and investment because a lot of our in, a lot of our infrastructure was not built on genuine savings well it yeah built, i think it was built largely on credit expansion and that is not sustainable those aren't real savings that go to lengthen the structure of production that's how you get business cycles and so when you see like all of these jobs lost like you see like you know after 2008 like you get these massive collapses in these industries right that's not because they we were suddenly oh it's profitable elsewhere it was because those jobs were a malinvestment in the first place we didn't have real savings like we didn't defer consumption enough actually to to sustain those we don't have the capital goods to produce more consumers goods and so those are unsustainable ventures that's what that is that's what financialization means when i say that so that's financialization it is regulation and it's a central yeah, bank. Like those are those are I think the three main factors. But let's say hypothetically, free trade is totally to blame. Like let's say, like totally that free opening up the door to China is 100% what lost us to manufacturing jobs. Well, that goes to serve the consumer because the consumer is not a dumb animal. That's not that's not how people commit. That's not how people act economically, right? If people value having having their needs fulfilled by a good made in America, and that costs more. They're gonna they're gonna be willing to pay more for that made good made in America, right? But the thing is that people aren't, because people do have the people have a process. They, I mean, you can say they're cheap goods, sure, and I I won't I won't concede. I mean, I'll concede that a lot of them probably are pretty cheap, cheaply made goods. But people have this process in their mind called capitalization, where it's when you buy something, you basically anticipate how many uses am I gonna get into it, how much value am I gonna extract out of this good that I'm paying for how much psychic profit because it's not like it's not like you're actually necessarily making money off of it it might just be like oh I think I'm getting utility I'm I'm getting utility from this right so people do capitalization right they figure out how much value am I going to get out of these things and so when they buy a cheap good if they know it's a cheap good then they're going to go and be like oh I'm going to be able to derive this many value this much value so I'm giving up my money because I value that more than the money I'm giving up right well, they here's, think they're here's some sort of profit from it like people aren't stupid. I mean, if you want to make the no, argument people that, are that stupid. If you, Actually, no, no, no. Let me no. make the argument. No, 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 People act rationally. Doesn't necessarily mean they have perfect information or that they seek out the most information. But people make rational choices based upon their values. That is how economics is founded upon. That is what economics is. And if you say otherwise in that respect, then you would be arguing against the entire basis of Austrian economics. To be fair. And so you can certainly make the case that maybe they are lying about the quality of their goods, in which case that would be fraud, and that is a different issue. But people make choices to you can say you can say like you can hold it and be like people are stupid because they want these cheap goods as opposed to paying for more durable goods. Well, that's not how people are valuing their goods. Who are you to say that someone's individual choice in this in this matter is necessarily better? You, I would you don't say how their value scales are working, right? I, I would say so that. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think mean, you can oh. have this mystical, I value X, Y, or Z more. So, thus, I have the objective truth here about like the value ascribed to a random good. It's like, I don't sure, think sure, I sure. Think so, 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 subjective value exists. No, I completely agree. I think there's subjective values and there's objective truths. So, sure, I it, but here's here's the here's where I disagree, or it's not disagree. I think, and to use uh, to use and kind of misuse a term that is often misused. I think that humans aren't stupid right now, but because of certain cheap good incentives, they act a little more high time preference, if you will. 
And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying a lot of I times... I don't ascribe that to the cheap goods, though. Yes, I, I, I ascribe no, 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 it to I, monetary policy. It's, it's monetary policy, but it's also the, the equivalent of people don't really go by the philosophy of buy nice or buy twice as often as I think they should. Um, because it's a lot easier for you to go, you know, oh, all right, my Apple computer charger broke, right? I'm going to get one off Amazon. That one's not going to be as good quality, but it's a lot cheaper. Now, here's the thing. Within about six months, they're going to have to do the same thing again and again. But because the the access is there, the, the problem, I wouldn't say the problem. I think the bigger issues that lead to those things aren't as much um, like free trade. It's all the regulations here. It's also IP. Like the Apple has a very specific proprietary thing that makes all its stuff. And, you know, now they're just starting to put USB-C in certain things. Um, but regardless, it's... <sighs> people nowadays act very fast and loose. Like there's a studies like most people live paycheck to paycheck. So of course they're going to think... Listen, I need this now. Let me get this charger for my phone now. Let me get this, you know, cheap clothing. Here's a good example. Let me get this cheap shirt. You know, it's two bucks. It's not going to, you know. Now, granted, I think that we could have good, affordable stuff that was made in the U.S. if you got rid of a lot of the regulation. And the, the problem is that most people don't want to do that because that's, ta that's a taboo topic. If you say, yeah, I want to allow much less minimum wage. I want to allow, I want to get rid of a lot of workplace regulations. You know, be, all of that stuff adds to the cost. And if you want to get rid of a lot of that, you're going to be labeled all sorts of things under the sun. I think it was going to take a natural elite, if you will, to or a strong leader to actively push for those things. You know, it, it would be great if someone like Trump went in and was just like, fuck you, no, I'm getting rid of minimum wage laws, I'm getting rid of child labor laws, I'm getting rid of, you know, law, like half the OSHA bullshit. Like, I don't understand why you need a forklift certification. It seems simple enough. Um, sorry, all forklift certified people. You're talking to my grandmother there. She's forklift certified. Yeah, so is like I think a decent amount of our listener base, all like ten people. Um, <laughs> but the like, I think that you get rid of a lot of that, and then things will follow. I I understand why the protectionists have the mindset they do. They're just approaching at it from the completely wrong angle, and a lot of them don't want to. A lot of the Steve Bannon protectionist types don't want to to consider the possibilities of getting rid of some of the regulations because they want to go back to America where you can, you know, raise your family on one income, and and to them that means pay your workers more. I think it's tax them less and stop it's stealing tax their them less and regulate them less, really, and and, and stop yeah. inflating away their savings because people can't save. Like it, you can't save for your for your retirement. You're reliant on social security unless you're really smart in the stock market at these days, and that's that's a tough thing to do. So people can't afford because I think 
there's kind of like this glorification. Like we want to keep manufacturing jobs in there in in America, right? Because we want it. We want people bring back the Rust they Belt. Want to, they want to feed their families, right? They want to be able to save and have like a retirement, right? But I think part of that is like the problem I have with like the with the Protestant work ethic, like glorifying the work in of itself rather than like the end result that it achieves. Like I think. I don't think we should necessarily be glorifying, oh, this manufacturing job is good. Like, I don't think necessarily it's like a glorifying thing to be like, oh, you kept your job, the same job in the same factory, making the same thing for 40 years. I don't think that's necessarily something to glorify. I think the standard should be, oh, your company adapts, but you are continuing to work and able to save. Like, I think the end, right, to be able to provide for your family should be what's glorified rather than like the jobs themselves. But the thing is, you can't do that. With, with, with inflationism because it eats away at your savings. If you, cause like, if you put your money in a bank, you're not earning 2% cause the Fed aims for like 2% inflation and obviously goes above that most of the time. But no bank account that you have is, besides maybe like a certificate of deposit is going to beat inflation. It won't. So what's gonna happen is your savings are going to decrease in real terms. Like they're not gonna buy up as many goods because inflation's eating away at your savings. You can't save and provide for your family. So that does two things. It means that you have to continue working and then you also either have to invest in the stock. How do you how do you deflate the currency? How do you deflate the currency? You you less lower the money supply. And or you just allow or raise you interest rates? Money. You raise interest rates. Like you, our boy, like our main man. Like our main man Jay Powell. We can get to him in a second, but you need to raise interest rates. You need to increase reserve requirements and you need to cut down on deficit spending. Like you need to cut down on deficit. You need to cut down and eliminate deficit spending. And then what happens is you either decrease the money supply from there, which is kind of like the whole Bitcoin argument, right? But I have my own grips with Bitcoin for various reasons. Um, and then there- I then think Bitcoin is, I don't know what, I don't know what my opinions on it itself, but I think most Bitcoin people are insufferable losers. Oh yeah, they're, they're, a lot of them are just the most annoying people in the world. But like, you either deflate the currency, right? Like eliminate currency from the, from the money supply, right? Or what you do is you produce more goods, you just become more productive, which means there's more goods being made and your dollar chases after more goods, which means the price of like, it, it'll drive down prices. You get deflation, which I think, I don't think is a bad thing. Some of the free bankers will complain and be like, deflation's the bad thing. Modern economists will also do the same thing where they think deflation is some scary thing. Ooh, deflation, prices decreasing. Ooh, you can buy more stuff. Are, like, oh I God, know. I have a, such a terrible joke about free bankers. Ugh. You have a joke about free bankers? <laughs> is a free banker just a Jew that got out of the system? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it, dude. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I can say that. Good lord. No, a free banker is somebody who believes in fractional reserve banking under an Austrian framework. So it's someone that like it's someone that wants like is it a fiat Austrian? Not necessarily. I I don't know that they necessarily subscribe to having fiat currency. More so they just like believe that there are things called sticky prices and inflation where like wages and like fixed things won't be able to adjust with deflation 
And so Dude, you get these me, discrepancies between prices and stuff. And give they me three hours this... of some tissues, and I'll show you some sticky prices. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's called basically a monetary disequilibrium theory. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not the most informed on it. You could ask Jonathan Newman because he That's argues wild. with George Selgin all day. But they basically, they basically are like fractional reserve banking is both ethical and necessary because we need it to expand the money supply with deflation to like for whatever reason stop deflation from hurting people. I don't know. I'm trying to steel man their argument, but I'm not wow. being terribly informed on it. I'm That's obviously wild. not a free banker. I'm a, I'm a full reserve Rothbardian, so I don't know. But that's kind of their thing, free banking. Congratulations, folks. You just got to listen on free banking. I feel like I just fell asleep. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, um, I think McCarthy is um, – I think he's our Caesar. So. Uh, no, our real <laughs> – you know what our real Caesar is? Blake Masters. J-Pow. So true. Who, Let's by the go. way, is yeah. now on Instagram. <laughs> He's not posting like pictures in bikinis like everyone else on Instagram. Oh, it's so over. It's so over. I want. No, but the the Federal Reserve did join Instagram, which is absolutely hilarious. And it was with a, it was like a picture with Jay Powell, and he's he's got the he's got like the top button buttoned, but he has the the top, so he has like his jacket the top button of his jacket closed, but he's got like his he's got the open collar at the same time. He's like. Hey guys, it's Jay Powell. Because he's not, he doesn't say Jerome, he says Jay Powell. Wow, we're so back. <laughs> we're so back. And the funny thing is that everyone calls him Jay Powell on the internet. Like all of like the Wall Street bets types, like they love Jay Powell. Like he's just a meme. They love Jay Powell. And so um, I thought that was absolutely funny. But uh, he, yeah, the, the Federal Reserve's now on Instagram, so they got new new terrain to, to forge. We're just so back. We're back like we never left, and I just think that's a great feeling. I, I'm, I'm Jay Powell's strongest soldier, and I mean, let's go. I'm, I'm so excited. I want to get, fo- get the follow back on Instagram from the Federal Reserve Board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of just... Um, I'm just a, I'm just a big fan of Jerome Powell. I'm a big fan. I think that I don't know much, but I, I'm just a big fan. Many people are saying it. Many people. There many many such cases. Many but, such uh, cases. I like completely I, I, lost I, I, my I like train of thought. I because he's hiking interest rates. I think that's cool. But um, I don't know. I like I like Jay Powell, and I think this is, I just think it's funny that they're on Instagram now. Like what a what a thing! Like imagine you're just scrolling like through your you're just scrolling through your Instagram and you're just like Ethot with bikini, Ethot with bikini, Ethot with bikini. Ooh, Jay Powell. <laughs> I I'm gonna start posting thirst traps. Honestly, I want to. So you know how the have you seen that video of the customs and border control on Instagram, where they're like point of view? It's the it's the Hispanic chick that broke up with you, and then it just like does like all of the angles of the border control car. <laughs> Like I'm just waiting for stuff like that from the Fed, and I'm just—I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> oh man, I'm so oh. excited for it. But um, yeah, Jay Powell's on Instagram, so go shoot a follow to the Federal Reserve Board on Instagram. So true. So true. And what what did you want to cover next? Uh what was on our topic list? Oh, let's talk about Magic the Gathering. Let's talk about Wizards of the Coast. All right. So as you guys may know, 
I don't know if you guys do, but me and David are big nerds, big Magic Gathering fans, big D&D fans. We also fucking despise Wizards of the Coast because they're the perfect example of libshit woke tards ruining everything. This is why you need to remove leftists from good society. This is why shit leftists will ruin everything you touch. I don't care how you get rid of them. I want them out of my spaces. Um, this, this is not advice in any way. This is not any uh, call to action. I just want the leftists gone and will not be concerned about what means are used to get them away from the things I love. But they're getting rid of the, they're thinking of getting rid of the druid subtype in Magic the Gathering, which, like, aside from the fact that I don't think people give a shit about, because it's a subtype, like, it's like elf druid or centaur druid. I don't think they're, it's like horse druid actually instead of centaur druid. Um, but, like, Aside from the fact that there's tribal decks based on Druid that you can build if you want, I wouldn't recommend it because they suck. Like, I, no one gives a shit. Like, this is the ultimate virtue signaling bullshit where I'm like, really? You're gonna, you're gonna go and you're gonna make this entire like pandering bullshit that they're, they're gonna get rid of Witch at some point. I think they're gonna get rid of Witch. And I was like, why that doesn't make any sense there's it i don't know who it's pleasing it's the same shit with like i don't know i don't know who is waiting for god i hope druids like what real life druids are there nowadays i mean i don't know like is is there is is, is the pagan is the pagan magic buyer um, consumer base really that large? And if so, should we well, not be bullying? I want a St. Patrick. I want a St. Patrick Magic the Gathering card of him, of him driving the snakes out of Ireland. And you know who the snakes are. Or a St. Boniface just cutting down the pagan tree just how, to really set it in. What would, what would uh, St. Patrick's magic... Would he be, what would what his color combo be? Like white, green? So, um... What whenever, you... so whenever I think it would be green and white. Yeah. Something along the lines of like whenever a um, protection like, from snakes. No, 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 not protection from snakes. But whenever, like, make him kind of like a tribal commander. But like, whenever a cleric enters the the battlefield on. In, whenever a cleric in your possession enters the battlefield or something, I don't know. I don't remember the syntax. Oh no, no, get it, get it. Ready? Sacrifice Saint Patrick. Exile all opponents' creatures for a turn until, like, blink, blink no, 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 all no. of your opponents' creatures. And, and so, whenever a cleric enters the battlefield on your your side, you oh, create you can... a snake. You create a one. You create a one-one snake token, and then you can sacrifice a snake to destroy target creature or creature artifact or enchantment. Uh, like that creature. Yeah, amounts. but it'd be creature artifact enchantment under a certain yeah. CMC. I, 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 I don't like yeah. the concept of St. Patrick being like a six mana commander if, if he was going to have that kind of broken ability. So it'd be like you can you can sacrifice a snake or like pay two sacrifice a snake. Yeah. Um pay it's two like, no, no no not sacrifice like one snake, but like sacrifice like maybe like maybe Oh like sacrifice four, like three or four snakes and then you destroy something. Sacrifice X snakes to just to, to to give target creature minus whatever whenever, whenever St. Patrick deals damage to another to a to an opponent, create that many snakes, sacrifice that many snakes, create that, create like however many 
the cleric tokens. No, sacrifice. <laughs> that that would be cool. But also sacrifice X snakes, destroy target creature with CMC X or less. I mean, yeah, that I would I would also include like artifacts because like the whole like destroy pagan monuments or something. But like, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> okay, no, no, that would actually be it's better. It's been a while since I made it, like custom it, magic. It wouldn't cards. be destroy creatures. That's not really a green white thing. It'll be destroy artifacts and that. Oh my god, that'd be so gr- artifacts and enchantments. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> whenever okay. you gain, whenever you gain life, um, whenever you gain life, create a cleric. Whenever you deal. Um, whenever you deal a certain amount of damage to an opponent, you might sacrifice a, a certain whenever number of you, snakes. Whenever you gain five or more life in a turn, create, like, two snakes. Sacrifice, or, like, whenever a cleric enters the battlefield under control, gain a life. If you've gained more than five life this turn, also, you, in addition to that, you also make a snake. And, Ooh, then, and then when you start getting more clerics coming down on the battlefield and more snakes accumulating. <laughs> oh, you could combo out with that really quickly. Ooh, yeah, Wait, it, be fun. it has to be another cleric. It can't be a cleric because you could blink yeah. him over and over and just okay, yeah. loop. Yeah. So if you another okay, cool. Oh my god, it's so nerdy. I love it. Okay, what's <laughs> I'm sure what's, it's like the normal people listening are like, what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I've been trying to okay. Would Jesus be a planeswalker? Mm. I don't know. Because obviously... Planeswalkers are like gods more powerful in your mind. Like creature type god. Well, I don't like I don't like planeswalkers and I try to avoid yeah, using me, them. Yeah, me either. But like if, okay, if we're going to do Jesus as a legendary creature, obviously he's going to have something where it allows him to make bread and... Bread and or, Turns okay. bread into fishes. Let's see here. Hmm. Have you seen that meme on Instagram where it's like all them at this supper and the person comes and it's like, what do you have to drink? And he's like, water. <laughs> I we'll love that. We'll just have water. Yeah. yeah, we'll just have water. And everyone, they just start laughing when she walks away. But yeah, I, I've seen that. But um, trying to think here. So um, do we have to do something with food tokens? I feel like Ooh. that would be necessary. I almost, I almost feel like sacrifice a food token make like a certain level cleric like something about the eucharist no no when uh, okay when jesus when jesus dies <laughs> return all clerics from your graveyard to the battlefield okay or no no no, no. no 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 when he dies and then you what you can do is you can have it so that you sacrifice a food token to bring back jesus from even the, better the battlefield even, even better. because have like it. you have the no 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 hear me out right because like the eucharist is like the real presence of christ and so you have it so that you sacrifice a food token and then you bring him back from the graveyard i have a better one okay so it's a two-part thing first you can sacrifice jesus and you, it's like pay X mana and sacrifice Jesus. You search your library for a total a clerics with total converted mana cost X or less. So you can find like three or four clerics, his apostles. But then you have a trigger clause. So if um, you can pay a certain amount of mana and, sac- and exile Jesus from your earth, you can pay a certain amount of mana when Jesus is in the graveyard and bring all clerics and Jesus back from the graveyard to the battlefield and exile all like demons have the second coming. Right. I love it. Honestly, that would be like, I feel like we could just make like a custom magic, the gathering set just based on like the Bible and shit. 
Yes. So many like fun little legendary creatures. Dude, that you can like play with uh, a legendary land that's like Sodom and Gomorrah, where it's like sacrifice Ooh. it, and it's like a yeah. Rat. You have something like where David is like he deals like he deal when when he deals damage to another creature. That creature, well, you, oh, you give just no, David no. death touch. You give David, him death touch. No, well, yeah, David has death touch, but also like um, you can tap him and and. He has death touch, and you can tap him and deal one damage to a creature with like power five or greater, or something like that. Ooh, because that's his eye- rough. But but think about because he's killing Goliath. Yeah, I mean I get that, but that's that seems like oddly broken. <laughs> oh, it's completely broken. <laughs> oh, and just... then you have, and then you what you do is you have it if he's um if uh if if David no 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 what you do is you have him death touch you have him do the ping thing and then if it's if if David whatever right give him yeah, whatever but, adjective right but he's like, also like a she- zero David one. shepherd boy and what if he has damaged oh, he a flips. creature yeah he flips Yo. over to become King David Yo. <laughs> yes we're just having so much fun with this <laughs> stupid stuff Dude, I, I miss Magic the Gathering. I wish it oh. wasn't taken over by terrible, terrible Me people. Too. Same thing with d and I've got all my 5e books there. And I was told by someone that I should maybe get into 4th edition at some point. Um, I don't know. I actually like 5th edition. The only things lot. I don't like is I don't like the combat. I think the combat in 5e sucks. I think the magic system is fine. People shit on the magic. I think the magic system is fine. Um, I think that... Have you seen uh, the stuff about Baldur's Gate 3? I, I kind of want to play I've heard it. about it. It sounds fun. Like, you it can sounds... do like, the whole custom... You can make yeah. your own world thing. It's, I well... feel like there are going to be some people who just go all out. It's, like, well, they it... go hard in the paint. It's, stuff. It sounds... It basically just sounds like D&D, like the video game, like the RPG. And, like, it was so funny when, when all of the... Um, when, like, the trailers are coming out. And they were very horny... Some of the, the 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 gameplay that was released because it was like a it was like the 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 dude laying back. I rolled to seduce the, the dragon. Well, okay, that's the thing. Although, like all the like the the right wing culture warriors are like, this is the heresy. How can you? It's like, have you ever been in a D and D group? It's full of supremely horny people. Like, <laughs> it's, see, not- the thing is that like I love D and D and I love DMing. But I've always feared like a player hitting on an NPC. And like, I always feel like I have to say, guys, before you do anything, remember, I have to voice this NPC that you're interacting with. See, like, that's the problem. That I've like, so I had my, I, so I've had my, uh, as a DM, I've had my players have sex with people and I have them make constitution checks after to make sure they're not like <laughs> fucked up for the rest of the session. You crit, you crit, you crit, failure constitution check. You get syphilis. Oh no, no, no! You're you just you get you half your movement speed as you're limping. <laughs> Every girl after they're done with me, I showed them rush for five hours, and they're limping out because they're too exhausted to do anything else. Um, so true, King. So true. Yeah. No, I saw like there's a bunch of shit. I was I was showing a thing. That like if you're uh, there were there was a rules modification that you could do in fifth edition, where if you're crippled as a thing when you shapeshift you're still crippled. So I had a picture of a fucking wolf in a wheelchair design contraption <laughs> thing. And it was like 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 Cole's dog. <laughs> yeah, like but the like thing that, a little wheel. But dog. it's like and like it's, it was like that's the great win for the fabled activist. It's like motherfucker, you have a bag of holding in the game. You literally break physics and you can't put aside your fucking. That you're too fat to get out of a wheelchair to to go and like 
enjoy a fantasy game. It's fantasy. It's role play. I don't, I don't like when I make characters, I don't make me. I actually don't like, like when I've made characters for myself, I don't really like playing bards, even though technically that would be close. I'm a musician. Like, I I think maybe the class that would fit me most is probably cleric. No, wizard. I would say wizard would definitely be my thing. Like if you were to make plug me as a character. Okay, we're gonna honestly, have to we're gonna have honestly, to do like my favorite class to play is revised ranger. I just love revised ranger mixed with like which one's revised ranger? It's the one with um, you get advantage on the first uh, on your first round. I don't know. Revised ranger was the. Um, is when they like up they it was like an unearthed arcana thing oh i haven't checked it i'll have to check it out but yeah i either, love it either way, way D&D, better than actual ranger is great and uh more people should play more more people more of our people should our play people D&D. should play it and take it back <laughs> we must secure an existence for, for <laughs> okay that's enough there bud. that's enough there we need a long march through the D D institution do the 14 words long, but no but as no D&D. no no but <laughs> we need a long march through wizards of the coast so true i want to get i want to get my job is not done until they're like bethesda <laughs> i my job is not done until i get rid of every dude in a dress that works in in wizards of the coast so true king so true i am i am like i legitimately am irritated with how fucking irritating loser freaks have taken control of the things i love we need our people getting back into we need our people getting back into magic the gathering we need our people taking over these institutions again purge the fucking shit leftists from every facet of society turn them into dust make them culturally irrelevant don't take the things i love we just need to like finish up building that world and then just have our own D show and then that way we can be just better than critical role how about this instead we do the world that i've already built an idm and what an idm like the id Oh, that that UDM. Okay. IDM. I, like, I have a whole IDM. I, I have a whole world I've built. I've got all the stuff set up. I just got to write some of it down. And li- listen, we got to get a few other people, and we're good to go. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Never, ever, 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 ever let shit leftists take away the things you love. We must take it all back. I want to see shit leftists in the streets crying crying david i just think the thing the, the solution is just ip just just, just eliminate ip that's not enough no, i need to redacted 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 the watsi headquarters <sighs> wizards of the coast they sold out to hasbro and it was so over it's jover completely jover what can you do but anyways, All right. that's, what, what that, we, that's yeah. Wizards of the Coast being a shit leftists. Um, what did you want to touch on next? We have that we could touch on the online hopian dorks, or uh, we could go and touch on um, the board game question. Um, they, I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about the online hopian dorks. Neither I'm do I, to be honest. But like the 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 gist of what I would say is. 
Um, your average helicopter fan online is not an indication of what hoppianism is. And the best way to, to prove that is to, is to argue about how most of them will vehemently disagree with argumentation ethics, even when Kappa's consider that his crowning achievement. Even above everything else, you know, like argumentation ethics is so in line with the NAP, it literally reinforces itself by you engaging in nonviolent discussion. That's, that's my favorite part about argumentation ethics. Um, so, yeah, if you ever want to... I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of argumentation ethics. Why? I don't know. Because the way I've had it explained to me is that argumentation ethics argues that essentially by arguing that establishes property rights to which I, I don't... I'm a natural... I'm, I'm a natural law guy. I, I don't. I don't believe your rights come from argumentation. I don't, I don't like the Kantian stuff. I, that's not my thing. I, I don't understand. Sure. And I, and I haven't read enough on argumentation ethics to really, to really have it broken down. Like I, I need someone to break it down for me again in a way that I like, and I think there's issues with it, but I do think that it is a very, very firm defense of the NAP. Not only does it take the NAP and it pushes the NAP further. Um, and I think that that's the best evidence I have to show that Hoppe is not the, you know, right wing. Well, he's on the right, but he's not the, you know, fascist that people think he is. He's actually very, very libertarian. I mean, his whole concept of anyone that's a socialist is not an ANCAP or whatever. Anyone who's not an ANCAP is a socialist. Like, there's all I that like stuff. That. I know you don't like that one. I, I think it's funny. All. I think the, it's retarded. Sorry. I think that I, 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 I think that I don't have strong takes on it one way or another, but I do think that it is a very useful tool to argue that Hoppe is a, is a very logically consistent anarcho-capitalist. I think every bit of Hoppe's points he has arrived to with a lot of logical consistency, whether you can agree or disagree with them. Honestly, I think Walter Block is the most logically consistent libertarian. Yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah, um, I do. I don't know enough about net taxpayer to, and I know that's one of the things that people have an issue with with Hoppe. I don't have an. Uh, uh, I don't have any gripes with that at all. Like his idea of like class theory or anything. No, 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 no. Net taxpayer isn't like. Um, technically, we all own public land. I mean. I feel like that's just kind of trying to answer the tragedy of the commons. I don't think it's too terribly consistent because there can't be a consistent, there can't be a consistent yeah, position with public I, property um, from a libertarian framework framework at all. So um, I don't know, I, I, but I, I think I think Block is the, is the most correct. Well, as yeah, far as like taking the idea of like Lockean homesteading with the owners with the idea that you own yourself itself. It's like why. Why I acknowledge Walter Block, why I think he's correct about evictionism being the most consistent libertarian position, even though I, I despise that position, and also open borders being the most logically consistent libertarian position, because I do think it is that, the, I think that, that, that if you're a libertarian, you believe the state has an illegitimate claim to, that prop, to, the, to public lands, and thus people should be allowed to homestead it. Obviously, you would, you would imagine that the people living around there would have the, most legit, would have the best chance to homestead it. But if other people from 
whatever would wanted to homestead this area, then they should be allowed to in a libertarian framework. Which the, I don't necessarily yeah. agree with. I don't think I, that's just, but that, I think that's the most consistent libertarian positions. I think that, see, the, the thing with the borders debate is that I don't care about it too much. Um, and I wish we could just do swaps. Like I'd swap the entirety of LA for a bunch of Hispanics that are trying to cross the border. Um, but like, I think that some of the argument, well, Hoppe's arguments on borders are actually relatively like, he's like, if you can vouch for them to come over, then they can come over, but you can't just get onto private land. Um, I don't, I, but I don't know enough about it to be complete. I don't know enough about it and I don't care enough about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I'm too terribly concerned with. It's, I don't, I, I think that the people that, that are very, very vehemently anti-immigration and all that stuff are. I don't think it boils down to being an immigration problem. I think they have problems with other things when they, when they have that such strong attitude. I mean, you can just say it. They don't like people that aren't white. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, if, if we had a steady stream of immigrants coming from, you know, if hell, if we had a steady stream of all the refugees coming from Ukraine, no, you know, anti-immigration activate a advocate would, would have an issue. They have an issue with the fact that there's non-white people coming in, which is racist. I, I'm not saying that in like a, Con condemnation it's literally just that's a racist stance and some of them actively say that themselves now my my issues with some immigration stuff is when you have i don't know i i think my issue boils down to that taxpayers are maintaining it like I, I think that it should that we should have order and that they that, that I think that the the public land should be used as closely to private private use would be as I, far as maintaining and maintaining order on it and I think that taxpayer I think that taxpayers I can't I can't justify it from a libertarian framework but I do think that the mo that taxpayers have the most legitimate claim to making use of that. I the have. Is how do you determine who else gets access to that? I have um, I have a compromise to make with the open borders, more kind of left libertarians. I mean, there's right libertarians that are open borders, don't get me wrong, but I have a compromise. I'll have completely open borders as long as you can help me get the homeless out of my city. Uh, as long as you don't care where they go and you don't ask questions on where all the homeless people went, I am happy to accept any number of immigrants in from do the you southern know, border. Do you know where, um, where Walter Block says we should put the homeless? Who cares? In the libraries. Let them homestead the libraries. Uh, I think they should homestead the public schools. <laughs> Good Lord. I want people out of the public schools and as fast as possible, and I can't think of a better incentive than putting homeless people in there. I suppose, but I don't know. But I, yeah, um, that's... I don't know. That, that's Hoppe. That, I, 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 I overall, my, my thesis is that Hoppe is actually a lot more moderate than people would have him believe. Also, he kind of looks like a skinnier version of what my grandpa looked like, and I would love to have hot cocoa with him. Um, and he should go on Joe Rogan. He should go on Joe Rogan like Kinsella was saying. See that clip? They have to be physically removed, so to speak. Wow, that's crazy. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> 
you can reduce the problem by one. You can reduce the problem by one by simply fill in the blank. And Joe's like, "Well, Jamie, that Jamie, can you pull? Can you pull up this clip of an alligator eating a hippo? Like, <laughs> it's wild, Isn't Hans. That wild? I don't. <laughs> Isn't that wild, Hans? Look at that. that, that Hans, that that just got mauled. Yes, and it is an example of the natural hierarchy. <laughs> the the lion is the the peak of the African hierarchy. Hierarchy is natural in nature." And so we should embrace hierarchy in, in human society. He's great. But the, uh, right. the, the, the lion with the ma biggest mane is the natural elite. That's me, baby. I got the biggest mane. All um, right. So all right. while we were probing, because we, we, we had a lot of topics, it turns out, but we didn't think we would at first. So I, we I did, was We did some for, deep probing on Twitter. We probed I, a lot I was, of people. Which I was loved the whole two probing. people. At, came up with like question kind of questions for for us well i i and should so, say that jackalope writer in private to me so he was the one person that did the board game question but in private to me his real question was why does it hurt when i pee um and my <laughs> answer to that is either see a doctor well it's either let's just be frank here it's either you just came because your 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 urinary tract is really clean after that and more basic and the acidity of the pee makes it burn. Um, shout out to those who know. And uh, but if it's not that, you should see a doctor. If Jesus, gotta turn off my goddamn phone. Um, wah, wah. But uh, yeah, if it's not that, then um, you should see a doctor, please. But uh, the real please question, Doctor Chakalove. I don't. I don't want to be the one to prescribe you here. I think I think you'll be fine. Just take some oxycontin and smoke a cigarette, and you'll be fine. Um, so Jackalope Rider asked, uh, "Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite board games." So, okay, I got what would you say point. is an overrated board game? Um, God, there's so many. I'm gonna say I'm, Uno. I, I, oh, I, I, I fucking well, I mean, that's I a card game. That's a card game. I mean, game. I still consider it a board game. That's a card it's like, game. It's not played with yield standard deck. So I'm gonna like, say for the same reason I would consider Cards Against Humanity also because it like comes packaged as its own separate no, game. No, than being no, no. That's a no, card no, no, game. No, 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 that's no, not no, a board no, game. No, 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 no. Where's the board? Hmm? On the floor. Checkmate, uh, libtard. So give me a give me another answer. That's a board game with a board. Um, I, I had a few in my head. I don't like life. Life is not fun. Never, never played life. I will say, I, I'll get back to the overrated. You know what I'm going to say is underrated? Monopoly, brother. That shit rules. Dude, and Monopoly gets a bad rap. But Monopoly gets a bad rap, but if you don't play it with your immediate family, it's actually very fun. Um, I'm trying to think of an overrated game. You know, most like heavy-duty strategy games... Not like your risks and your Catans, but like the really complicated ones. You're not a fan of Axis and Allies? No, because the problem is that there's only so complex you can get with a board game before I lose interest and I find a video game that's easier. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do in a board game before it turns into reading an entire fucking, like, booklet this big to get the rules. And it just... I'm to play a board game, not Warhammer 40k. Yeah, I'm mean, 40k is fucking dope. If I had the money and the time, I'd have a 40k army. But like, 
you know, that's a perfect example. 40K is a game for rich bachelors with too much time on their hands. You know, it's not the same as... It's like it's like owning a bunch of Legos. Like, us normal people can't afford that. Yeah. and If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but it's, this, it's a bunch of shit. I'm just not a big fan of... A lot of those, because it's like I get excited by, oh, it can have a cool in-depth strategy thing. And then I'm just sitting there going over rules for two hours. I think Catan is is exactly where it should be. Catan's a great game. That's a nice game. It might be my favorite board game. I'm, um, I'm going to like, I like Risk, but with, with, a, with an asterisk, because I've always wanted to make like the Risk board bigger, like have it have more regions and countries, and then like take that and then throw in like a neutral armies playing so playing you- risk on a like an axis and allies map would be kind of cool but like here's the thing right um i'm actually you know it's another game that's overrated as fuck battleship that shit sucks i mean yeah it's just kind of basically pure chance uh, but the i think that Catan is a good crowd pleaser. It's just it's enough of a strategy game for you to enjoy strategy, but it's not too much of a strategy game to like piss normies off. So I'm a big Catan fan. Um, also, some of the expansions are great. Um, I also, I mean, my favorite tabletop game is D and D, but that's not you know. Yeah, that's not a board game, Lorenzo. Where's the yeah. board? Where's the board? Well, technically, if you look at very old D&D setups, they did have a board for dungeons and stuff. And you can still do that if you want, but it's just too much work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I um, those are my things in the board games. I think that people that are trying to make the next great strategy game on board games just find, just build it on a video game. Least favorite board game. Does just checkers count? No. It's got a board. Okay, that's fair. You don't like checkers? I, I just don't like checkers, but I Why? can't think of any any games that I really dislike, other than, like, you know, the really childish ones, which I feel like just don't count. Oh, you know, yeah, like we have to do... the pants or whatever. Like, yeah, we have to do least checkers. favorite. Um, I'm trying to think what my least favorite is. Man, I fucking, like... I will say, Monopoly's... I... Did you say Yahtzee? Dude, Yahtzee's about, yeah. the shit. Yahtzee, Yahtzee. Yahtzee is basically, like poker and gambling it's is a it's a gambling game yahtzee is a lot more fun when you put money on it um but that's true for most games um i'm also a big fan of Candyland. i think that's a, i think that's a game that people forget about Candyland's a banger game um i'm trying to think of board games my least favorite board game oh you know headbands it's not a board game but it's like a big game comes back you know the one where you Where's put a thing board? in Oh, just, <laughs> just, just, hu- just humor me for this one because you didn't I f- humor me. Well, because Uno is an objectively good game. No, I, I don't like Uno. I find it so incredibly annoying. You're just, just bad at it. Get good. Get get good. No, at no, Uno. I, I typically win at Uno. It's just not fun. <laughs> Suffering from success for real, for real. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of. I'm, a, but like. Headbands just sucks. You know what I'm talking about with headbands, right? I fucking hate it. Partially because my mom always wants to play it with me and my sister, and I fucking hate it. Um, 
board games with an actual board that I don't like. I don't like checkers too much, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how to play checkers, and it just is stupid. And I I'm like not the biggest. A lot better. I'm not like, the biggest fan checkers. of um, Chinese checkers. What's um, the difference? What's the one where you play? One of them, like, if you get one to the other side, does it like populate forty percent of the other side? There are way more pieces than a Chinese checkered board, actually. Yeah, let me quickly Oof. pull up. Uh, See, on. I've got, I've got Go. I was gifted Go. I have Go. So do I. I had it at some point. Oh, you know what game I could probably go without ever playing again is Moncala. Never played it. I'm going to actually look it up. Let's go board games. Let's go through the list here. Oh, we're going to go to images. Let's see here. I just uh, think apples to apples is kind of annoying. I don't like Sorry or Connect 4. Yeah, Connect 4 is kind of shit. I'm a it, big... It's just garbage game. I really do like Catan, though I've never played it with... Um, I've never played it with... Uh... Shoot, my brain's not working here. I've never played it with the extensions before. Monopoly's fun. Scrabble. I'm not a big fan of Scrabble. Anything that makes me spell? Ugh. Ooh, Pandemic. That's a fun game. Enjoy Pandemic. So true. See here, um, oh, I forgot I had Tabletop Simulator on my computer. Hmm, that'd be fun to play sometime. Let's see here, I don't like Clue. I, I'm not a fan of Clue. What else? There's Risk, obviously. I just want to play Risk on a bigger board, just for the fun of it. Ooh, Catan. Catan's fun. But yeah, so that's our board game. We just game need things. to. Someday, we're just going to do an episode where we just play board games. Oh, absolutely not. We're going to have a game. We're going to have a one where I beat you with in Match the Gathering again. Yeah, 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 sure, bud. But I think I, my $60 Joyra deck. Dude, did it's so much me. fun. It's dude, so much it. fun. <laughs> I love it. I, I was so proud of having made that. Oh, it's such a great one. Yeah. So do you want to get to the other question that was on there? Oh, yeah. Favorite drummer. Yeah, what's your favorite drummer, and why is it not Neil Peart, you rush? Peart, 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 not Peart. Whatever, Peart. Um, uh, I love Rush, but Neil Peart is a limited drummer. He's very only good in that genre. Um, my favorite drummer is Vinny Caliuta. If you know him, you know him. If you don't, well, it sucks to suck. He played on a lot of Sting's stuff. If you ever listen to Seven Days or any of that stuff, he's on that. Um... Oh, man. Sorry. I'm a fan of Nick Mason. Nick Mason's all right. I was expecting you to say that, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any other drummers, to be completely honest. They're like, I like Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr sucks. Hot take. Ringo Starr is a fucking garbage drummer. Ringo wasn't even the best drummer on the Beatles. No, it was Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, Ringo Starr fucking sucked. You can come at me with your hot takes on that, but I, I remain unrepentant. You can suck my dick. Actually, if you want to suck my dick, you can, too. You just have to pay me. I don't. You're you're muted. Oh shit! I was trying to go. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, if you want to pay me to suck my dick, that's all good. I got you, G. Um. But uh. I mean, yeah. I don't. Do we have any? Do you have? Do we have anything else you want to touch on? Not really. I just got very tired all of a sudden. If you've noticed, I'm slumping in my chair. <laughs> I haven't noticed. No. Hmm. Interesting. But all right. Well, I mean, I, I suppose 
it, it's probably we've wrapped up all of our topics. So yeah. Lorenzo, where can the where, where can the people find you? Where can they support you? They can find me on the streets of Austin, preferably Sixth Street. I'll be homeless and looking for money. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, the you can find me on Twitter at Prague underscore Enjoyer Seven. Um, that's where you're gonna find all my crazy shit. And then on Instagram, it's Lorenzo underscore Sylvia. That is my uh, non-politics. No politics, yeah, I said no. Dude, thank you. No politics, please. It's become cliche at this point. So true, King. Uh, you can find me on Grinder. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Truth Social and Gab at Trust Truth Social. You can, you can find me man. on Gab at Trust the Plan uh, 1776 Storm Patriot Q. <laughs> dude, speaking of Gab, like I, I despise the guy who runs it. Like, oh, Andrew dude, Turbo Andrew Turbo is so such an, a fucking oh. loser. <laughs> dude, like, please touch grass. Please oh, my. touch grass, you terminally online loser. Oh, he's Good such a Lord. fucking loser. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I. Uh, not a big fan of Andrew Torba around here, folks. Um, yeah, we are we are Andrew Torba disrespecters. Yeah, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Truth Social at uh, Patriot Q, seventeen seventy six, WW. Where we go. You wait. can find him at on Noster at <laughs> You can find me on BitChute. You can find me on <laughs> You can find me on Telegram. <laughs> oh jeez, he's a Russian propagandist, folks. Uh wait, I'm trying to think of one more before I hand it off to you. That's like not racist. I'm on Stormfront. No, I'm kidding. That's not even a website anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know what that is. Stormfront was a neo-Nazi newspaper. <laughs> Good lord. I thought, wait, do you mean the Daily Storm? Stormfront was another one. They were all the oh, same. <laughs> okay, I'm joking about that. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter, as I said. Don't find me anywhere else. Don't, he doesn't exist off those platforms and the podcast app that you're listening to. <laughs> I'm an apparition. He's I'm a, not is, real. If you he's stop, actually just me, but I've changed my voice in a voice modulator before I speak. He's my he's my sec, he's a I have split personalities. And Lorenzo <laughs> is the other personality. If David stops taking his meds, I or if David starts taking his meds, I stop existing. <laughs> so true. All those pictures of us together, AI. It's so true, King. All right. you. Where can they find you, David? I mean, as always, uh, you can find me on Twitter at RealDavidBJr, just the J-R. You can find me the same on Instagram if you really want to. I don't post too frequently on there. You on Getter? You on Getter? I'm not on Getter. I'm not on True Social. Parler? I'm not on Gab. I am not on any of those garbage platforms. I'm not on Truth Social. I might get on Truth Social just so I can follow Bird on on Truth Social. Um, so true. It's otherwise it's, it's the it's the news today. Otherwise, if you guys want to support the Mises Institute, which is the best 
the best institute in the world. You can go to Mises.org and click on that store button to buy you some great books in the Austro-Libertarian tradition. And if you use promo code Brady, B-R-A-D-Y, at checkout, you can get 10% off on your, on your purchase today. We're it would be great. Go and support friends. a great organization, get some books, and get some intellectual reading so you're smarter than us. That's not a hard thing to do. Just buy a few books. Um, otherwise, uh, you can always find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. So remember to click the like button, subscribe, leave a good, leave a good review, comment, share it with your friends, share it with your mother, all that fun stuff. Uh, maybe don't share it with your mother. Um, all that fun stuff, and be sure to just share it with your friends, guys, if you really enjoyed. Uh, otherwise, that's it for me. Um, a good episode, and thank you all for being here. Lorenzo, any final words? Yeah, uh, trust the plan. Trump is going to be speaker. Oh Patriots God. in control. I'm out.